0: media plus with me charlotte henry a new podcast i think i can call it still new i know we're into a new year now I'm, I'm, I'm taking it as new it's a new podcast from the mac observer where we look at apple in the context of the digital media world and i'm very pleased that kelly gamont is here to join me she joined me for the original uh pilot episode of this show but i had to have her back for a real real episode and there's a lot to discuss so thanks for joining me kelly
1: Thanks so much for having me, Charlotte. I appreciate uh, the
0: chance to come by. We're, we're recording it after the second series of Dickinson, second season of Dickinson, has yes. appeared on Apple TV Plus. Now, anyone who's ever listened to Kelly's uh, the De- Mac Observer Daily Observations podcast will know that our very highly esteemed colleague John Marsilari is a huge fan of this show. He was a huge fan of series <sighs> and one, um, and nagged us quite a lot to watch it so we were excited for season two we're excited to catch up on it as well we did a bit of catching up on it so we're not going to go too much in depth on the show we don't want to do spoiler alerts we will come back and do a review once the whole season's out but sure fair to say i think what do you what do you think i think if you enjoyed season one Mm -hmm. you're probably Um, gonna want to go back
1: you know i think um one of the things I haven't watched the entire, I think it's the third episode um, of season two yet. Um, There's a, there's a bunch to talk about with the actual release of this particular show. Uh, But the first is that if, if the vibe of season one was totally for you, like they have walked back 0% of that. (laughs) Like it's exactly like vibe wise, it's exactly the same show. So um if you watched the first episode or two, you know when it when it first released and went, "I have no idea what's happening and i and it's not okay with me um you're not gonna like season two any better, but if you enjoyed season one as I did as Charlotte did, as John unbelievably did,
0: what you're getting at is the way it drifts between historical and present day in terms of language in terms of kind of society in terms of culture Mm -hmm. in terms of like the type of people that are portrayed there so there's a few bits in series one where this is really obvious um they drift into modern language very i mean the first thing you see is death suddenly rock up um in a horse-drawn carriage which is pretty cool um the music often veers between of the period the the program is set and hip-hop yeah the period the period it's set and
1: the period you're watching like Uh, right where you're watching Uh, it is very different language
0: even within a conversation can do that Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean it's all very cleverly done but as you say if you didn't appreciate any of that or found that all a bit weird in season one it ain't getting Mm -hmm. better in season two
1: it is not and the thing that was interesting to me about that is that this is a very different show for that reason Mm -hmm. like the the uh you know the the drift back and forth the sort of disregard i guess for having to necessarily be 100 percent accurate right down to the ground on everything that they're doing and a lot of times a show will start out right and cut a certain figure in that particular way and then like they get out there kind of on the edge and then sort of walk that back a little bit like i i'm not so sure like maybe maybe that was a little too weird for people so we're gonna take another shot at it with season two and tone it down down some and that's absolutely not what happened here and so uh yeah, oh, whether you it's the- your thing or not like there's i have a certain amount of respect like i do like it but i have a certain amount of respect for like that's what we did in season one and it's absolutely not changing in season yeah. two
0: Or you do what the Big Bang Theory did and take every bit you saw from the first pilot and really push it to the extreme. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) let's not get that particular gripe going. Um, the The reason we wanted to talk about it, not just because we enjoyed it and are enjoying it, uh, new episodes are coming out every Friday. By the way, of Dickinson, I think there's four on there at the moment. And- yeah,
1: and that well, I think four four might be coming this Friday. I think that's why I was confused because it right. showed four, but I couldn't watch it. Um, and i I have been interested in how we started with original content, mm. and and it was a season at a time. So, uh, when they like, um. Netflix shows were were the first original content where we sort of got everything at once. So and like House of Cards, cards yeah. season at a time. Angels. Stranger Things, season at a time. Like if you had the whole week like they dropped them Friday night so that if you had the weekend free, you know, have Netflix fun. just made all your plans for you. Rock and roll. And uh I have enjoyed the going back to weekly releases. The Mandalorian did this. Um yeah. I'm trying to, there was something else that I really enjoyed Netflix watching. Netflix has started doing with
0: later series as, yeah. as well.
1: And even Netflix has, has walked some of that back and they don't, they don't always do a season at once anymore. And so no. um, it has been interesting to sort of watch that happen with everything and not just well, TV, um, broadcast Plus, shows.
0: Yeah. TV Plus does do some kind of weekly, uh, kind of season dumps, as it were. There are some shows where the whole lot has appeared at once. Um, but the big name kind of fiction drama series seem to have generally have been rolled out week by week. And it's, I think I agree with you, it's worked really well. Mm-hmm. And what it's particularly interesting, and I think this is not this was not intended. But Dickinson is the first second season we've seen on Apple TV yeah. Plus. Um, as I said, I don't think that was intended. I'm pretty sure in the original pre-pandemic plan it was meant to be the morning yeah. show and for all mankind so. were meant to be the season two. But yeah. Dickinson was obviously one of the first shows released. It was one of the first things out there. So it would have been quite early on, but it was not, I'm absolutely convinced. No one's told me this at Apple, but I, I would put, <laughs> I would put uh, serious amounts of money on the fact that it was not meant to be the the first thing that came back in 2021. Sure. Yeah. I, I wouldn't, we are we I wouldn't are. bet on that either. Yeah. yeah. But we are where we are. And yeah, I think it's a, it's a bit lighthearted. It's a bit clever. They use, as we've discussed, it's not just modern language and modern music. They kind of touch on modern day issues. And there's bits, if you watch back season one, where they discuss issues like race and yeah. some of the politics and environmental, Emily's environmentalism and all those kind of things. you're like, oh, mm-hmm. I see what you did there. Yeah. And also, <laughs> let's just... Let's just cut to the chase. Haley Steinfeld is wonderful. Steinfeld is wonderful in it.
1: Oh yeah, she's she's a delight in that role. Like it was very. It was exactly the word. It was impeccably cast. Yeah, like it's really well cast. All of it. Like every everyone so far, uh, her sister. Yeah. um, And you know the interesting thing is that I was really kind of worried about um, Jane Krakowski because I've really only seen her play like kind of a very similar character across all the different TV stuff I've seen her in. So seeing her in a period drama was very surprising as the mom, as, as Emily's mom. She's brilliant and as the mom. She's really good. Yeah. And, and enjoying, I've been enjoying that because I was sort of like, oh, she's going to kind of be the same character from 30 rock and Kimmy Schmidt and some of those. No, no, no. And, and I mean, she's, she's totally not. Timing, so,
0: but... Yeah. She's very good. Um, anyway, so we're enjoying that. I hope you do enjoy that. If you have any comments, do, do leave them in the show below the show or below the YouTube or ping us a tweet or whatever. Let us know what you think. But there was another. It wasn't just that Dickinson season was the first thing that came back as season two. Correct. It, they TV series, as we know, always have premieres, except they don't <laughs> in twenty twenty early twenty twenty one. But Apple yeah. has found a way through this, and it's really interesting. Um, I think I was actually annoyingly asleep in my time zone at the point it was <laughs> happening, but I think Andrew, our colleague, got a ticket to it, and and there, there was a, basically a digital premiere mm-hmm. for Dickinson. Um, actually, if you remember, on the last episode of the show, Ben Smith talked about attending the first premiere for uh, The Morning Show, which was this big, mm-hmm. enormous, goodness- Massive- cost- Your
1: standard issue Hollywood red carpet situation. Goodness knows how much
0: money it costs. Yeah. All of that. And obviously that's not happening at this moment. And and so Apple have, as it's done with its product event, has accommodated that. And I think it's kind of cool. It has kind of got other people available in watch along and different events. And I think that's great. Mm -hmm. Um, You also attended one, I think, or signed up for one for Ted Lasso she's also yes. coming back. Woo! Yes, I'm thrilled
1: to bits to find out. Like I was happy to find out that there was more um because partway through season 1 airing, uh they said like it's cool we've got a season 2. Uh, I think I think Bill Lawrence, uh the producer of the show told you that, Charlotte over at Mac Observer for an interview.
0: He did. Yes, he did. That we- you got
1: with that. And and that there was a third season like in the works and so um one of the things that I appreciate that I hope um is something that's sort of getting baked into all the shows at apple uh fingers crossed um is something that has happened with some other programs on other streaming services, which is uh you know I went in with a three- a, a three or a four you know maybe a five series arc like this is the story that I want to tell, I know what the beginning and the middle and the end we don't like. need to go on I know it's yeah, I know it's going to take that much to go back to your earlier example like. It doesn't need to be the Big Bang Theory and run on forever. Um, And I really appreciate getting to be told a complete story. Yes, would I like to spend more time with Ted Lasso? Yeah, I totally would. But I don't want it to end up being, like, an eye roll and a groan, you know, because the show's not fun anymore. Yeah. 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 So um, I hope that, that, like, all of them sort of have that, like, I hope that uh, For All Mankind... Uh, You know, the same sort of thing. I hope that that Dickinson uh, ends up, you know, being a a series arc and then it it, it finishes, you know, nicely. Um, And that they get the opportunity to make that happen. And I I hope that everything that Apple is working on is something that's more along those lines. Yeah,
0: the Dickinson one is an interesting one. Um, Because... There is only so much story they can tell. There's only so much story they can tell. (laughs) Because obviously she was a real... Person who had a real life span yeah. and there is there is a finite end to that exactly um uh but which isn't necessary in the same way for the morning show yeah uh, exactly for example or or even you know i guess you could push for mankind a bit but What's it? Mm -hmm. I wanted to focus really on the events part of this, not the content part, because Apple has really shifted its product events. We've discussed it on your podcast, Mm -hmm. how actually we all rather like these kind of beautifully produced video events that Apple does more. They're slightly shorter uh, and they look really good. And Apple seems to have moved into that way with uh with with its premieres as well well Mm -hmm. tell us a bit about the ted lasso one you've signed up for so
1: the ted lasso uh it didn't it's it's not actually a uh like celebration of series two i guess uh more like i really like when there is a digital premiere i will be the first person in line for that digital ticket absolutely um this was a a slightly different sort of a thing that was kind of um it was like a a a q and a I guess about um, about the show itself uh, what it uh, I'm trying to see I have the the invite over here on my other screen so I want to see if I can take a look at it Um, it was just it was uh, you're invited to a virtual conversation with the cast of Ted Lasso and um, here's who you get to talk to here's who you get to talk to rsvp required um there were a couple of interesting things around the edges of it that i thought were were sort of notable like at the bottom of this little banner invitation that went out to people um it said rsvp required and at the very bottom it said invites are non-transferable uh i just clicked on the link to rsvp uh that someone had sent me and it said fill out your information like what do you want to put like like you know, who are you affiliated with? And it was a bunch of um, uh, Hollywood sorts of things, like um, you know, actors' mm-hmm. unions and and all these different things. And then one of them was press, and I was like. Well, I'm going to put press because I'll totally write about it over at Mac Observer and talk to Charlotte about it. So I put press. And about an hour later, I got back like your RSVP is approved or I don't remember it's exactly what the wording obviously was. They've
0: not done their research because even a digital so, event, no one should be letting you in. But they totally
1: let me in. So like they weren't trying all that hard. That's <laughs> all. I, I'm with you on that 100%. And, um, and I don't know. Uh, and the other thing that was interesting to me about it was the URL for it was uh, something like apple.experience. I yeah, it was think. a third-party was, thing, wasn't it? Yeah,
0: it was FYC, I, I and I look. don't know who that is. No, I had a look because I want to sign up, and I'm wondering if it's mm-hmm. only US time zone only because I tried to – Oh, possibly. You shared the link with me, and I I didn't seem to get very far, but I'll, I'll have another try. Yeah. Um, and the yeah. other thing that was interesting was that the ticket was at
1: ticketing.apple.com, which yeah. also sort of implies to me that this is a the thing they're going to continue to do. So it was just right. a lovely chat with, um, a stack of people on the show. Uh, I was sad that, uh, Nick Muhammad couldn't make it, uh, so there was no Nate the Great, which made oh. me very sad. Uh, but there were like great stories from, uh, Jason Sudeikis was there and he told some stories about how they got some of the people that they got on the show, um, uh discovering like i discovered that uh the the guy who plays roy kent has his own podcast and so nice. like pat pat oswalt was the moderator of this particular thing and was talking to them and was like and you had me on your podcast and i found out you know and 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 so like finding out that he's a writer on the show yeah and uh there was no they didn't have anybody for roy yet And the thing that is so funny to me about him telling this story about how they came up empty for Roy and he kind of wanted to do it, but uh, didn't want to say anything because he was a writer and didn't want to be like, I think you should have me for Roy Kent. Like, because it's him now, like, I can't, I cannot imagine it being anybody else. Like, that's the thing.
0: He's also, I I, I guess many of our listeners and viewers will be American, but he is based, the Roy Kent character, if you've ever watched English football premier league football from the kind mm-hmm. of late 90s early, like he's a very particular type that character <laughs> yes and it, is it deliberately written that way uh, i suspect he's meant to be roy keane from manchester united like the english roy keane from manchester united i suspect if we were to press is who he's meant to be and as you say, you kind of can't imagine anyone else. So it's really nice when you have these events to Mm -hmm. get those little behind-the-scenes stories. Um, And what is nice, as much as I like, uh, you know, as a journalist doing the kind of speaking to the people in my – being the little filter bubble and doing the Mm -hmm. interviews and taking out, you know, about these shows that people enjoy, what I can – I think it's a really nice way in the in the current circumstances to engage with people as well. They, there's no real big piece, you know, TV interviews in the same, quite the same way. There's no, you know, people are not touring the t- late night TV studios in quite the same way. Mm-hmm. You can do a FaceTime in or whatever, but it's not yeah. quite the same as, you know, on a talk show where you'd have six members of the cast turn up, all those kind of things. And so I think Apple... It's also very Apple to kind of take control of that setting. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure, Apple's like it's our show, it's our it's our toy. This is how we're going to play with it, and I, yeah, it's it's a very Apple approach. And I can see why it works. I mean, as a sort of participant in the event, how did you did you kind of was it fun? Did you kind of well, was it like watching a TV show? Was it a bit? More, did it feel like a live event? Uh, Like it was,
1: this was the other piece of it that was interesting to me was of course, Apple is a technology company, so they're going to make it very easy for, for, for this to happen in a digital way for everybody to have technology. Like everybody's wearing their AirPods. They were probably pro, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Are you saying that there was some
0: Apple product placement in Ted Lasso?
1: (laughs) You know, um, (laughs) as crazy as that sounds, um, and the thing that, that,
0: you know, it just occurred to me. I promise I will never, ever let it go that the first character you see in the morning show is an iPhone.
1: (laughs) That's accurate. Um, it occurs to me because it said like FYC on it in a few places. Mm. This was like an Emmy event. So for your consideration. Yes, yes, Yes. Kelly, if I'd had another cup of coffee, I'd have been on top of that before we started recording. Yeah. But, um yeah i think it was like an an emmy event like you know you want to talk to these people like we're gonna have this nice little conversation and uh so that was a piece of it but also like the technology of it like everybody looked a lot better than a facetime camera sure which i know will will really view in a particular way yeah oh yeah it very much gave me the vibe Are you of, saying that a
0: 720 no i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna do it don't breathe. do it it's
1: okay we're gonna breathe
0: um, and move on it did it, i mean it did
1: it was laid out like a zoom meeting like it was blue so, and like it was this nice blue background i watched it on my apple tv but you could watch it on like whatever device you wanted and on the apple tv uh like there's there's a blue background behind everything and they had like the six or eight character
0: you know the, the six or eight panels up and then
1: pat so and who, who would ask did,
0: come on break it down for us who did you get to see we had jason sudeikis we had nate yes. the great we didn't have nate the great we did we not have nate the great
1: which was sad nice, uh yeah sad. we had jason sudeikis hannah waddingham brendan hunt coach beard uh hannah waddingham is uh, rebecca, rebecca uh brett goldstein roy kent nice. uh juno temple who plays keely jones uh, phil dunster who plays jamie tart and jeremy swift who plays higgins uh, and they were all on there and it was um and it was fun that they were like they all were really like they all seemed really happy to see each other they were really glad to get the ha- to get to have the opportunity to talk about it like there's a certain amount of that that you can fake sure. and like put on that smile that doesn't entirely reach your eyes and then sit there and talk about how lovely it is to be here with everybody and that's totally not what was happening there so it was really nice to see that they all like got on really well yeah. and and hear the story of how like how it became uh a, a tv plus show the like the story of how some of the people you know like i said somehow some of the people it became got a tv
0: plus shows i understand it because they didn't offer it to anyone else and apple was just like hi <laughs> apple um, was as i understand it the first meeting basically yeah that that that's how it sounded um
1: but it was like Bill Lawrence was looking for something and went to Jason Sudeikis yeah. and said, Hey, what about that? Like you told me you were working on this. Like, you, what if you did that? And they were
0: like the NBC advert. That's weird. And then yeah, now have <laughs> yeah, a show. basically, that really yeah. Works. Uh,
1: yeah. You want to make that a show? All right. So it was, uh, it was fun to hear how Like it was fun to hear how it came to be. Like I knew like vaguely what the evolution mm-hmm. of it looked like. And so to hear him talk about it, like in very nuts and bolts terms, um, like that was kind of interesting uh getting to hear everybody talk about how they got like like their perception of their character and stuff and there were vague references to stuff in season two uh which was fun uh to know that like more stuff is coming which i was very pleased about yeah. um and and it was a v- and it was really entertaining to get to to get in on that and be able to, to see what the chat looked like. And it was well, it was very well produced. Um, like, of course they would have everybody on screen and they would all kind of be like interacting with each other. Pat and I would ask a question and then the person it was aimed at would be, you know, it would either be the two of them or just the one shot of that person yeah. giving their answer. And it was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. And Apple has done a bunch of stuff to try and make, live events happen so for example the one that jumps into my head as you're describing the technology is the oprah uh president obama interview yeah. where they look like they're in the same room but you know they're not it's made very clear they're not um but there's all sorts of very clever green screen technology yeah. and stuff and that that made it look like a real interview and apple is obviously making this happen and is very good at it so there was a similar event for Dickinson as I said as well. So this is obviously Mm -hmm. a thing for the foreseeable that they are going to try and do. And I wonder, we were discussing this off air, you know, a a, a fan like you, a customer like you feels more engaged in the show because of an event like this. I wonder if more and more of that is going to happen in the future. And I, I, you're, you're crossing your fingers. You're excited for it. You're here for it, are you, Kelly? Absolutely. Um, and I think part of like, part of that is
1: just the current landscape. Like, even if I were, uh, like an industry person and that was, and that was my entire job to, you know, like TV production, media production, Mm. um, I still wouldn't have the opportunity to go to a premiere right now. Um, and we don't know when that will change. So like that I think was, was part of what made it, interesting that they sort of open this up to everybody just like um opening up uh the apple events to everybody because like everybody on the that was watching a you know watching an apple event over a live stream was kind of in the room as opposed to what we used to get which was the group of people in the room and then all the people watching the live stream and so uh that's
0: a really interesting way of putting it it's not like you're watching a live audience and they're also streaming it on YouTube or something. Right. It feels that you felt a lot more engaged than that. Yeah.
1: Because like everybody they were talking to was on the live stream, not just, uh, you know, they weren't presenting to people in the room and then broadcasting yeah, that yeah, presentation was, in yeah. the room out, out the door. And so that's, that was part of what made that feel interesting to me was uh like, I was, I was, Part of the entire, like, all of the audience was people watching it through some sort of screen like I was doing. Nobody was in the room at the sure. time. And I think other stuff like that is going to change. Like, I was telling you earlier, um, over the weekend, there was a, uh, a David Bowie tribute concert that I was able to get a ticket to that I was able to watch over a live stream. Like, it, it was like a, a timed live stream. Like, you could only, uh, you could get a hold of the, of the thing and watch the whole concert just for one day. That was the whole like tagline on the show.
0: I get it. Oh my God. I get the joke.
1: So you only get it for 24 hours. So I was watching it last night and realizing like all of the people that were involved, like there were, there was this really nice mix of people in the room and then people like on screens also in that same room so there were some people in person together and some people that were digital (laughs) and they were somehow able to put it all together and it was really great and I there were two things about it that I that I felt like were interesting which were um, if I didn't live in LA I probably wouldn't have been able to attend this concert like at all in the before times like this would have been a thing that happened in LA and they probably would not have had The variety of people available to them in order to put all of this together because there were loads and loads of people because like it was almost it was like a three hour show and there were a bunch of different people and a bunch of different configurations of bands because every song that was presented uh somebody that was in David Bowie's band at some point was part of that song. So nice. like they, you know, when they played uh Starman, like the guy who played guitar on Starman was one of the people playing guitar when they were when they were doing it there and that kind of stuff. So like the the and also like the number of other people that were involved. Like I don't know how easy it would be to get Gary Oldman and Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross and Uh, Corey Glover the lead singer of Living Color like all in the same place at the same time in order to do this show physically for for people in whatever location it might be
0: the question I mean it sounds awesome and I I get how it works Uh, and I like the idea I think the thing that really appeals uh, both the events you've described is they still have an element of spontaneity and liveness about it and that you know, it's time limited. It was a thing that happened in the moment. It Wasn't you know? Yeah. Let's take go to the complete other extreme. Those Apple events we've referenced are produced to within an inch of their life, time to the second, um, including <laughs> the as uh, as I've written about the time on the blooming <laughs> phone every time. Yeah. Um, all of that stuff. And this is the kind of opposite vibe to that. And I think that's probably what a lot of people have missed. Now, I'm less, co- there may be a middle way that this is the future where people mm-hmm. will also put on some version of, have realized they can get some benefit from digital events like digital premieres and for your consideration events. Yeah. Um, and digital concerts and all those things. But we'll also do the real thing live in the room, and there'll be people who, by oh, yeah. whatever point that is possible, go, Oh my God, get me in a crowd! Oh, yes. Um, yes. Hi. <laughs> um,
1: yes, I'm 100% here for that as soon as it's a viable. Option, right? So yeah, I uh, did not uh, get refunds on all the concert tickets that I had for shows last year. Right. Uh, I have no refunds. I just have tickets for things that are hopefully going to
0: happen in the future. Exactly. So, so yes. I suspect a lot of that will happen. And just to bring it full first, just to bring it full circle before we finish up the show, um, I can see Apple playing quite a big part in that environment. We know, for example, that when TV Plus first came out. It wasn't just the big New York party for the morning show. Apple spent a huge amount and made a huge fuss, engaging the TV world and the media world with TV Plus content. Like there was a joke that they'd only done it so that Apple execs could go to cool parties with celebs instead of being with nerds in Silicon Valley. Like there was these jokes. Like it, w- it was a real thing, and obviously, they're trying to replicate that. Um, I yeah. was really pleased as well. You mentioned that the Ted Lasso event was a for your consideration thing um, because uh, it's not the only thing they're doing FYC campaigns for. Uh, uh, you have a look on the macclesweather.com. There was a the film Cherry, has also been put forward, yeah. and the poster, that- such as it is. <laughs> did not go well yeah i was gonna was, say are, are you sure it's pronounced cherry i am now a- but i had to check it it did not go well there'll be a link to the story about that in the show notes yeah um, the other thing uh, and that this is not that uh, apple has done third party version of this kind of thing is what i'm trying to say because it did a collaboration with deadline um kind of at the end of last year on a variety i think it was the end of last year on a variety i've lost all track of time still um On a variety of events, and it you know the deadline is normal kind of film series, basically film show, film festival, and it was in this time it was in association with Apple, and it involved uh, Boy State, the documentary that's on Apple TV Plus, was the kind of final thing, and there was the kind of a viewing and a panel, a very traditional film festival kind of vibe but it was as you're just, you know, an online event as you're describing. And again, I wonder how much of that Apple will continue to engage in as the months continue for my part. Yeah. Mainly because I live in London, can't, you know, rock up to these things so easily. Um, Right. uh, I, I hope, I hope so. Even if it means me missing a night's sleep every once in a while, but um I'm really pleased you kind of walked us through how the TV Plus one went in the t- because it's obviously a slightly different audience. It wasn't just a film critic audience, it was a broader right. thing. And we look forward to that. We look forward to the arrival of season two of Ted Lasso, which I think was meant to be being filmed in London right about now. I'm going to yeah. take a punt on the fact that, that is not happening. Yeah, um, I don't
1: I don't think so. everybody I mean, I'm sure they wouldn't be just crashing in hotels if they were filming, but everybody there sort of looked like they were home. Not uh, not uh, just in a house, but like in sort of their, their house. own house. It didn't yeah. look it didn't look like super staged or anything like that. And it may have been and I may be completely wrong. No, but uh, um but it given, didn't seem like it and there were no allusions made to like we're all in London no,
0: no, filming no. now given, or anything like that. So. given the uh current circumstances in london i would put yeah. a, a serious wager on the fact that they are not here unfortunately oh yeah
1: even if they um, like they may have been at one point and are not now or
0: they may <laughs> have totally inten- intended to be but are not yeah. so all of this is rather nice and we look forward to seeing if apple does more events we will obviously yeah. tell you about them over and- on the MacObserver.com. we will discuss them over on this show but of course and I, uh, well, I want to add one more thing because the thing that, the thing I think
1: is interesting. Because I always about do the, that to
0: you on your show. You're allowed on mine.
1: <laughs> um, it's a very quick thought. And that is um, Apple started as a technology and became a media company. And so Apple has been live streaming their own events in this fashion forever. Like, I mean, yeah, it's not it forever, but like
0: and YouTube. Do it. Yeah. It's it's Do it been a
1: really long time that Apple's been doing this because mm-hmm. it used to be that like if you had the URL, you could go watch, you know, the Macworld presentation where Steve is unveiling the new thing. And like there were lots of ways to watch it over the internet. I have air quote attended loads and loads and loads of Apple sure. events through these, these methods over the last years. And too. So, like Apple doing these sorts of things, I think is going to inadvertently also make them a very interesting media company because they're kicking open the door and showing the other companies that did not start out as technology companies or are not technology companies um, how to do that. So
0: yeah, and I also you know think- if you're the
1: last network without a streaming service, right? Like you never had to worry about server infrastructure or how to distribute video yeah. across the world or anything like that. So it out for you. Right. You like, and if you've, but if you've never had to do that, like now Apple has done that work for you and proven that these four year consideration events are a thing that can happen, that digital premieres are a thing that can happen. And so now I think it's going to make the media piece a lot more interesting that a technology company has solved this problem in. Interesting ways, and is making it possible for that to happen. Yeah, for I'm, else. I'm
0: sure movie studio, if movie studios and so on are also trying to do this kind of thing, but I can imagine Apple has a smoother route to doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Apple's interaction with the media world will make them also less reticent to some of those changes. Yes, in the way we've seen with, say, the events and all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. As I was saying, thank you so much for joining me, Kelly. It's <laughs> lovely to have you on a proper episode. Um, yeah. Where can we catch up with you? Uh, generally, you can find me
1: weekday mornings hosting the Daily Observations podcast at macobserver.com. Uh, you can also occasionally find me uh, when our schedules permit. You can find Mike and I, Mike Rose and myself, uh, two our alums uh, over on our podcast called The After Show. And you can find that at aftershowpodcast.com. And the rest of the time, you can find me over at the Incomparable Network, where I am usually
0: talking about Star Wars. I mean, it's not only there she talks about Star Wars. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm Charlotte Henry. Uh, you can catch up with me over at the MacObserver.com as well, or at Charlotte A. Henry on the Twitters. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch up with you next time here on Media Plus from the Mac Observer.